everybody, welcome back to Q-Tips. We are the Video Store Junkies, and we are here to recommend some shows for you to watch over the weekend. And we're just going to jump right into it, and I'm going to pass this over to Zach. <laughs> Thanks, Renee. Um, you know, it probably won't surprise you to learn that every week I practice these Q-Tips episodes, rehearsing my segments again and again until they're completely flawless, which is kind of coincidental because... Uh, the first show that I'm going to recommend today would I, I think would actually be perfect for me because the entire premise of the show is that uh, it's all about people rehearsing awkward conversations that they need to have. And that doesn't sound like a <laughs> very compelling show, honestly, and I kind of put off watching it, but I kept hearing uh, people talk about how great it was and how bizarre it was. So I figured I had to check it out. And this show is from a guy uh, whose name I recognize, although I've never actually seen the show he's uh, kind of well known for, which is Nathan For You. Uh, but the creator of the show is Nathan Fielder, and he basically finds people who need to have really awkward conversations or encounters, and he lets them do that again and again and again. He lets them rehearse their conversations, um, but he doesn't just he he doesn't just like like work with them to rehearse their conversations. Uh, no, he, he he basically recreates the entire scenario that they're going to play through. Uh, so I'm not spoiling anything by saying the first episode involves a guy who is uh, he he wants to admit to a, a trivia a longtime trivia partner of his uh, that he's been lying about something. Uh, so Nathan Fielder. <laughs> He, he builds, uh, I guess they're going to a trivia night at this little like pizza and pub place. Uh, he literally recreates the entire pizza and pub place in a, in a warehouse. Uh, and then he has the guy who needs to have the conversation go and like go through all these like iterations. It's basically like if you've ever seen um, like in a text adventure or a, a video game, like a, a, a conversation tree that has like all the different conversations you can have. Uh, he basically builds that for the person who's trying to have the conversation so that they can be prepared for any eventuality. And uh, it gets even crazier from there because each episode he's kind of, basically he tries to one-up himself and it's a very interesting show. Like I said, the premise sounded okay. I mean, I don't know. It, for some reason it just didn't grab me because it, it sounded like it could just be, a, you know, kind of a generic reality show. Uh, but it is anything but because what I have just described, again, that's like the first episode and from there it kind of goes to some really uh, interesting and weird places. And it's one of those shows, I actually haven't finished it. I just started watching it last night, but I, I was like so enthralled with it that I had to recommend it to everyone. And it's it's one of those shows, I'm not entirely sure how much of it is real and how much of it isn't, and which is you know kind of the, the, the premise of the show. Um, but it's kind of interesting to kind of guess like, you know, what, um, what is, what is real and what is kind of Nathan Fielder is kind of making up. Uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, once again, the name of the show is The Rehearsal and it is on HBO Max and anything you've heard about the show, uh, can't prepare you for how weird it gets and even just the first couple episodes. So I highly recommend it. And I've heard it only gets stranger at the end. So. I am looking forward to, uh, I think, this weekend. If I don't have time before then, I'm actually going to finish it up. So, And uh, speaking of people who yeah, I end up having a lot of awkward conversations with, uh, Bill, why don't you give us your first recommendation? <laughs> okay, so my theme this week is, as it would always be if I had my druthers, Mario Bava, my favorite director. Italian director of the 50s and 60s. Uh, just amazing guy. Did so many cool things. And this is one of his earliest 
possibly his earliest directorial uh, movie, but it's hard to say. Um, it's called Keltiki, the Immortal Monster, and this is one of those Yay! holy grails, yeah, All that right. I'd heard of and ne could never find. They never showed it on late night TV. It was just like well, it's, it's it's a blob movie, and I'd say it's one of the better blob movies. Although really, there's only the blob, the blob, Keltiki, and the son of the blob. So I guess it's squarely in the middle. Is it a great movie? No. But it's got a great premise. It's uh, down in Mexico. Uh, they're, they're exploring Aztec ruins. They find this blob that apparently coincided with a meteor, destroyed the civilization that was there. And this, this movie's cool. It's, it's in glorious black and white. It is currently on, hold on, Tubi, like everything. And But Tubi found a great copy. Usually with movies this obscure, when you finally find it, it's some gray market piece of crap, all dingy. No, beautiful. He was a great cinematographer. And that's what he was originally uh, hired for on this movie. But the story, and I don't know how real this is, is that the original director, Ricardo Freda, who did some cool movies too, wanted his good friend to get his chance to direct. So he voluntarily quit the movie and then Bava took over and got some credit for it. But depending on who you talk to, it was either a couple of days or a couple of weeks and nobody really seems to know. But it, it's gorgeous looking, black and white. The, the special effects are super low budget, but super cool. And the monster is made of tripe. Just beef tripe, which I'm led to understand is like the stomach of a cow. I've actually eaten it once, and it tasted like the stomach of a cow. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's good ways you can cook it, but you'll never see it on any menu in a decent restaurant. So, you know, forget about it. It's It makes for a great monster, though. And for a movie from 1959 or so, uh, there's a lot of dissolving human flesh. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of gory and graphic for its time. It's a slow burn, bad acting. Um, the, the version on Tubi is dubbed, is not dubbed, it's uh, subtitled, which makes it better. So you can't really tell how bad the actors are. Definitely worth a watch if you're into, into that kind of thing. And, you know, the beginning of what would be some real greatness from, um, from Mario Bava. So, speaking of tripe, I will send this to Paul. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, I have to second Kaltiki. Um, <laughs> even if it is a load of old tripe. <laughs> uh, anyway, but no, it's, it's a good movie. Speaking of monsters, um, I don't have a theme this week. Well, no, I do. I guess it is monsters. But this the first set, first movie I'm going to recommend is not one movie, but three. I'm giving you three movies for one. This Ooh. is the Yokai Monsters series from 1968 oh. and 1969. It's a series of Japanese um, films that are, I'd say, fantasy with a tinge of horror. Um, it's Yokai Monsters and colon, 100 Ghosts, Yokai Monsters, Spook Warfare, and Yokai Monsters along with Ghosts. Yokai is spelled Y-O-K-A-I. And Yokai are... They're hard to describe. It's really generic. It's like folk monsters. Um, so, for instance, some of the monsters in it are, are Kappa, which are sort of, people sometimes call them turtle demons. They're sort of large mm. turtle people. And uh, if you're ever faced with one, what you do is you bow to it, and it'll bow to you. 
And the way it's animated is at the top of its head is basically a bowl filled with water. So when it bows down, the water spills out and it stops moving. Um, so if you ever run into a, a, a kappa, that's the thing to do. Um, they also have, I can't remember, if there's a Japanese folk monster. It's basically an old umbrella that sat around. So like there's this <laughs> giant folded umbrella with like a foot and a tongue and one eye that bounces around. It is this wild, fun, f if they're, they, they're all three of them, they're showing on Shutter, by the way. Helps helps me tell you where it's showing. So showing on Shutter, they are uh, they're actually fun. They're family films, but they're creepy. So they're they're nice. They're nicely. They're just that right amount of creepy for kids. Um, I I showed this to my kids when they were little. Of course, granted, I also showed my kids audition, but that's another story. Um, but yeah, fun stuff. The Yokai Monster series play, playing currently on Shutter. And, and speaking of. Uh, Fans of monster movies, I will pass this to Renee. Woohoo! Um, yeah, I was thinking, hmm, what about audition? So I'm glad you acknowledged <laughs> that. Oh my god! He actually, by the way, he rented it this weekend. <gasps> now that he's 21, he rented it with uh, with, with his roommate. And he's like, wow, you know, I, I picked up some stuff I didn't pick up when I was 11. <laughs> <laughs> now he's of legal age to rent <laughs> audition. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh, so I didn't originally come into this with a theme but it turns out i actually have one my theme is michael moriarty and what do you get when you mix michael moriarty garrett morris paul sorvino and danny aiello okay you i get... know i know <laughs> but i'll let you do it yeah tell us renee so what do you get what you get is a movie called the stuff Yay! so yeah michael moriarty plays uh an investigator who has been assigned to kind of figure out what's going on with this stuff nobody knows what it is nobody knows how it's made or what's in it but people are obsessed with stuff and it's very entertaining it's very goofy it's got a good start to it uh and you, you know you just have to love a movie that just kind of get you in from the beginning so i would say not not a slow burn so if you're looking for one to balance out the other there you go so yeah i'm gonna leave my description pretty short because i mean it's the stuff and it's available on shutter tubi amc plus and hoopla and i'm gonna pass this back to zach oh thanks um i love the the theme song to the stuff beware of the stuff oh no sorry um anyways uh well renee it probably won't surprise you to learn that every week i practice these q-tips episodes rehearsing my segments again and again until they're uh, sorry i'm on the wrong script here um no uh so my second recommendation for tonight is actually a show that i've recommended before uh but of course you know i love re-recommending some of my favorite shows when i have an excuse to and i do have a really good excuse to right now because uh, there is a new season of one of my favorite uh, kind of, I guess, horror shows. Yeah, it's a horror show. I don't know why I, I, I doubted that for a second. I doubted myself, and I was wrong. Um, but, but it's one of my favorite horror shows currently on TV. And a new season has just come out. So uh, the name of the show, appropriately enough, is Evil. And it is available mm. on Paramount+. Plus. In fact, it's uh, one of the few things that's actually worth getting Paramount Plus for. Um, but the premise of the show, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically a X-Files uh, spiritual successor, uh, no pun intended, 
because the premise of the show is basically the Catholic Church has hired a group of people, one of them a priest, one of them a psychologist, and one of them just uh, a tech head. And basically the, the Catholic Church, Church has hired these people to go and they call themselves assessors and they go and assess people who claim to be possessed and they determine whether or not they are actually possessed or not and whether or not they need an exorcism. And that's kind of the base uh, concept of the show, but uh, it goes to some really interesting places. And uh, the, the new season, honestly, is I think the best season yet um, because it's uh, it's got a really cool through line and it's got some great standalone episodes. So um, the the show I should mention uh, stars uh, Katya Herbers, who had I had never seen anything before, uh, but she's great. Uh, also features Mike Coulter and Asif Manbi as the other two assessors. And then uh, it's got Michael Emerson as kind of the main villain. And uh, if you're not familiar with Michael Emerson, if you've ever seen Lost, uh, well, mm. if you've ever seen Lost, you are familiar with Michael Emerson. Um, he, I'm pretty sure he's an actual psychopath in real life because I can't imagine mm. anyone can play an evil psychopath this well and not actually be one. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and then it's also got Kurt Fuller, who I love if you're not familiar with Kurt Fuller. Uh, he played a bunch of kind of assholes in the 80s and 90s. And it's kind of funny. I've always considered him... Uh, I, I always kind of like thought maybe he's actually like just a slime ball, but no, he's not. He seemed like a really cool guy. Um, anyways, once again, the name of the show is Evil, and it is playing on Paramount Plus. There's a whole new season, so if you have never seen the show, you can now binge an extra season. And if you've watched it before and you didn't know, hey, look, there's another season out there for you to watch. And uh, speaking of people who are actually really cool in real life, even though even uh, if they yeah. place even if they play slime balls in the movies, uh, Bill. Um, what's your next suggestion? Well, now that would be Shane. Jesus. Um, ah! Yeah. I, I, one thing about about Evil also, they have one of the best demons. Mm. Great. De- oh. Yeah, I forget well, the name of the demon, but George. Bill, have you seen the latest season? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. They they go. Let's just say they go all in on the demons. If you like the demons on the previous seasons, they go all in on the demons in this season. So yeah, well, really okay, cool. Then. Yeah, all about them. Okay, so my second film is uh, Black Sunday, which many consider to be Mario Bava's masterpiece, but the problem with that is there's like five films that people consider to be his masterpiece. This is just such a oh, such a beautiful film. 1960, black and white. And the pro- here's one of the problems with Bava. When he shoots a movie in black and white, you're like, oh, this guy should never shoot anything except black and white because it's just so absolutely gorgeous. But then he shoots something in color, and you're like, "Ooh, I take it all back. I wish Black Sunday had been in color." It's it's a it's a gothic horror film. It's the one that really got the whole gothic thing going, and I don't think it's ever been really surpassed. It's based on the short story. Um, I think I'm pronouncing it right. V V I Y. I don't know, which was also sort of made into a movie too. That's great. I think somebody may have recommended that already on this show, um, previous show. I mean. And it's about a witch that is put to death by her brother, only to return two centuries later to seek revenge upon his descendants. The witch is played by um, Barbara Steele. This is the one that really kind of put her on the map. And she's absolutely stunning. She's just one of those, she's perfect for gothic movies. Her face can look beautiful and scary at the same time. I mean, it's just perfect. It's got some astonishingly gory stuff. I mean, it opens with uh, her having a um, spiked 
face shield uh, helmet hammered into her face. And I, I saw this for the first time late at night. I'm watching this. I knew this was an old movie. And when that happened, I literally rose out of my chair because I couldn't believe that they got away with something so shocking at such an early time. Just some beautiful stuff. A great way to show um, how you can do amazing special effects, simple things that just worked. Um, great, great introduction to Mario Bava. And this one is playing on Shutter and part of their classic collection. So, yeah, that's Black Sunday. Not to be confused with Black Sabbath, which was the next one he did, is also astonishingly good. But Black Sunday, great stuff. And I throw this to uh, Paul. Why, thank you. Um, yeah, I definitely want to second that one. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's it's just a gorgeous film. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into my recommendations. And again, I was talking about monsters, and uh, this time I've got one that's not necessarily for the kiddies. Uh, this is a newer one. This is Glorious, playing on Shutter, and in it you have it's, it's one of these films that takes place primarily in a single location. And what it is, you have a man named Wes, played by Ryan Canton, I think is his name. And uh, he finds himself in a uh, rest stop bathroom. And then he hears a voice coming through the glory hole in the <laughs> stall in the corner. That voice is J.K. Simmons' voice, so you know it's it's got <laughs> some uh, gravitas to it. And uh, it claims to be in an ancient god of destruction. So, um, And he's trapped in this... In this uh, uh, rest stop uh, bathroom with a ancient god living behind a glory hole, and we're mm. just going to leave it there. It it's goofy, yes, but it's actually parts of it are played almost straight, and there's some very creepy shit in it, and some very creepy, especially body horror type stuff, some goopiness, some just really pretty scary stuff. You get into cosmic horror, and even at some points, like, it was fun because, like, in the middle of some of these cosmic horror bits or the horrible bits, you have, like, these very kind of goofy bits. And then it switches back and forth. I think really effective, um, beautifully shot for a film taking place in a really nasty, disgusting bathroom and, and about a, a haunted glory hole. Uh, probably one of the best haunted glory hole movies I think I've ever <laughs> seen. Um, I, I'm not kidding. It's, it's really well done. Um, and I think I'm just going to leave it there. So, like I said, I, I don't know if this film would have worked without J.K. Simmons' voice, though. I mean, he's you need somebody like J.K. Simmons to mm. to give that. You know, if you're going to be play, do it to have an ancient god behind a glory hole, it's got to be somebody like J.K. Simmons. So, um, again, that's glorious playing on Shutter. And speaking of glorious <laughs> people, I will pass this to Renee. Oh man. Yeah, I agree. It was it was definitely one of the best glory hole movies that I've seen. Mm. Um Jesus. <laughs> oh. So um I will probably edit that out. So I <laughs> Don't do what it. What do you get when you combine Michael Moriarty, David Carradine, Yay! and Brown Tree? Oh, sorry. I already know where this is going. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> you get Q. Otherwise known as Q, the the winged serpent. Not to be conf confused with there's another movie called Q, which I don't know what that hot mess is, so don't <laughs> confuse it with this one. Oh, my goodness. So this time, Michael Moriarty is on the opposite side. He's like a criminal guy. He's he's like a criminal guy. He's, a, he's like a low-time criminal dude who's trying to pull off a heist, essentially. 
and somehow gets wrapped up with this giant bird creature and it's there's just a lot going on in this movie but it is highly entertaining and again just like the stuff it's just got it has stuff going on from the very beginning and oh my goodness I just found this to be very entertaining I had no idea that Michael Moriarty could play the piano uh, and he does and he has actually pretty good chemistry with David Carradine so yeah again this is called Q the winged serpent and it has stop motion so, yeah uh, it's nice. available on yeah it's available on Tudo. Uh, <laughs> it's available on <laughs> Pluto and Tubi. And I guess that's it. Does well, anybody... and, and you do know the, the other connection between Q the Winged Serpent and the stuff, do you not? <gasps> They're uh, both written and directed by the great Larry Cohen. Oh! Larry Cohen, who also did Black yeah. Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I did. I had another theme, and I didn't even know it. You did, yeah. It was, it was a stealth Larry Cohen recommendation. Yes, so. I actually did totally do that on purpose. But so it, it, please, if it's got Michael Moriarty <laughs> in it, it's it's a Larry Cohen film, or or yeah, <laughs> true. He was like uh, he was in a ton of his stuff. So, hey, you know what else Richard Roundtree was in? Hmm? Maniac. Oh, that's just a recommendation for Carol to yeah. watch. Good serpent. Anyway. Good good films. Yeah. So, uh, anybody got anything to sing us out with? A- anybody got any songs? Anybody? Beware anybody? of the stuff. It's stuff. <laughs> it's stuff. Oh, sorry. Hey, hey. Or the, 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 love, the love theme from Kaltiki. No, I, I've got, I, I don't have one that's actually from either of these songs, but I do have one that's, that's at least got the same title. I, I can sing Glorious by Macklemore. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Macklemore? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Who the hell is Macklemore? <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> let me do my best here. <laughs> All right. Uh, wait. Um, you know I'm back like I never left. Never left another spirit, another step. Somebody once told me the world was going to worry. Oh, yeah. oh, I the shed. In the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. For the weekend of August 26th, Zachary recommended The Rehearsal, available on HBO Max, and Evil, available on Paramount+. Bill recommended Kaltiki, The Immortal Monster, available on Tubi, and Black Sunday, available on Shudder and Canopy. Paul recommended Yokai Monsters, available on Shudder and the Arrow Player, and Glorious, available on Shudder. I recommended Q, the Winged Serpent, available on Tubi and Pluto TV, and The Stuff, available on Shudder, Hoopla, and Tubi. You're bundled up now, wait till you get older But the media men beg to differ Judging by the hole in the satellite picture The ice we skate is getting pretty thin The water's getting warm so you might as well swim My world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it and I'll never